Bonjour, je suis Franck et j'écoute les Grumpy Gays sur Joy 94.9 à Paris. Hello, I'm Frank. I'm listening to the Grumpy Gays on Joy 94.9 in Paris. Back, you're listening to the Grumpy Gaze on Joy 94.9. That was Airbag Generation by Lolo Ferrari. I don't even know where to start on the depth of those lyrics. If a song could ever be one of my locus, this is it. <laughs> Airbag, for those unfamiliar with Miss Ferrari's work, means implants. 
<laughs> yes, Lolo Ferrari. She is to tits what Mr. Big Legs Bratislava is to, well, legs. <laughs> Touted as having the biggest breasts in the world, they were a 54G. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. Does it, Helen? I, I must do, obviously. Okay, and they weighed three kilograms each. That's like having two Miss Trillies strapped to your chest. More than that, Miss Trilly is tiny. <laughs> well, she's about three kilograms. So Lolo on a Lolo, as she was called on the show Eurotrash, which aired in the UK, died somewhat suspiciously at the age of 30. So it's got it all, this story, really. I mean, it's, you know. Um, but look, I actually read up quite a lot on her before this, and her story is actually quite sad. Oh, look, I do remember Lolo Ferrari. She, I mean, she had a, it, was, it wasn't just the breasts, it was the lips. In fact, it was everything, wasn't it? Do you it remember? Do you remember that she was flown to London at one point, Matt? Do you remember that? I think she did like a little, a little poster campaign, you know, for some nasty newspaper standing in Trafalgar Square with virtually nothing on but a couple of little triangles covering her nipples. But what I remember most about that was the discussion as to whether or not it was safe to fly her over in case her breasts exploded. <laughs> no. Welcome this week to Room 666, where one of us attempts to make a deposit in the room of the devil and see if he will accept it and keep it there for all eternity. Now, previous episodes, we did do a slight variation on this, but we've come back to our roots this evening. And Matthew, I believe you have something you are desirous of depositing. Yeah, look, what are you, look your traditional type of room 666 tonight. I'm going to try and traverse the nine layers of hell. Don't know if I'll get there, but uh, we'll see how we go. This topic should give you a very clear indication of my current mental state. <laughs> and I is dare... this is this is this actually um, airable, Matt? <laughs> well, after the, after my calamities of the week, yeah, I mean, I'm probably damned anyway. But um, look, but I dare say it also gives you an indication of the amount of extra time I have on my hands. So that said, I would like to put into Room Six Six the Devil's Condominium with a view of the Lake of Fire. <laughs> Automated life. Unexpected item in bagging area. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? No, take us through it. All right, well, okay. So firstly, the highlight, highlight of most days these days is making my intrepid way to the good old supermarket. Pack a bag, honey, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> well, the 200 metres to the shop anyway. That said, as I while away the hours analysing the coffee section, stepping over crouching house frails or rattling <laughs> the metal gates of the BWS waiting for 10am... The pleasure of the daily shop is short-lived because you've got to pay, obviously. That's the way it works. That's when you have to deal with an automated checkout. <laughs> now, I'm going to be true to the show's roots here. Old, grumpy, intolerant, all the good stuff. So this thing asks, do you have a bag? Press no. It then asks you to put the bag that doesn't exist into the bagging area. <laughs> Now, if I'd just arrived from Mars or, say, Brisbane, <laughs> I would be at an absolute loss as to how to proceed further. But I know better. I just plough on. So you scan your first item and you put it in the bagless bagging area. <laughs> to which point it tells you that there is an unexpected item in the bagging area. Always. 
It has two jobs to do. Register your item and expect it to be placed in the bagless bagging area. <laughs> what more does one need to do? Write a letter of notification of your item's arrival? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> two bunches of broccoli in a plastic bag. I hear you ask. Forget about scanning them both together. Because once you've scanned one, that piece of checkout chumpery won't let you scan the other one until you've put the first one into the bagless bagging area. Oh, so now you're expecting it. Put the first piece of broccoli into the bagless bagging area. Scan the second. Take the first piece out of the bagging area to put it into the bag with the second piece and the thing shits itself and tells you you have removed something from the bagless bagging area and can you call a human? <laughs> you know, one of those things with logic and common sense standing over there in the corner and um, an organic brain to come over and do the job for it. <laughs> Talking of logic, I love it you are asked to choose a machine that only takes cards, not cash. So you do, you choose that one. Then at the end, you are asked if you want to pay by card or cash. <laughs> Why even ask in the first place? Woe betide anyone who accidentally presses cash on one of these card-dedicated machines. Computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the general running things of all things modern day, where cost-cutting has led to actual humans being replaced by automated idiocy. The problem I have with it is that you can't teach or build into a machine actual common sense. Artificial intelligence, at the end of the day, is actually not intelligent. That said, I did laugh that one time that I did go to the same supermarket recently and they had a two-for-one special on body wash. Great, I thought. <laughs> Took my two bottles to the human service to check out and was told they were restricting that body wash to one bottle per customer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole premise of a supermarket these days is to confuse the hell out of you. Oh, Matt, look, I am always, always perplexed by those machines. In fact, I now have a, you know, this is a bit, bit of a bit of a social principle. I try not to use them because I always think now that every time we use those, we are putting a person out of a job. I mean, it's a little bit, you know, this automated life business um, is extraordinary. I mean, it's a bit like passwords. No. I, I, look, I, I really probably shouldn't say this on air, but when it comes to passwords, because let's be fair, you have to have a password for everything these days. Yep. I use the same one. Kinky Mange. No, Helen. Pornhub no. Porn one. No, Matt. However, not far wrong, but however, <laughs> all I can say about my probably very naive use of passwords is that if anyone ever did find my password out, they could institute an extraordinary reputational and financial amount of damage to me. Well, exactly. That's, that's another problem with automated life. Everything we do now, we do online. Banking, work, shopping, viewing things for mummies and daddies who love each other very much. <laughs> there is a, there's literally a password for everything. And my brain has the capacity for about, uh, I don't know, one, right? So forget that and you are asked to change it. But not to any password that you've used in the last 12 months. Oh. So, yep, here comes another one to create. I have a collection of passwords now that reads like the Encyclopedia Britannica. It could be one of 1,050 combinations. <laughs> and another thing. And... <laughs> Why don't you just do what, what an intelligent person does? And change the number at the end. So you start with, let's say, Bob01, and I, you just keep working your way. Because I don't know what number I'm up to. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I put in 
XXX16. Um, no, you've used that. So the, it's just, anyway, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but look, the other thing is, Doug, you've witnessed, and you've witnessed this firsthand, Doug, mm-hmm. on more than one occasion, how I cope with the concept of virtual tickets to get into an event. Can I tell people how you cope? You just buy a new one at the door, which is normally five times the original price that you paid. Yes, I'd rather pay twice than have to deal with automated life. I've got to say, there's nothing better than standing at the front of a long queue of people and being asked to show your ticket. Wait, I say. I'll get my phone out. It is in my email. I'll just get it. Log into email. Username or password invalid. Fuck. <laughs> Try the next 10 password possibilities. (laughs) 30 minutes later, you hit the jackpot. Now, it's in my email, I say. Somewhere. I'm in. Can't find it. Hang on. I'll check if it's in spam. Now, there's a revolution taking place behind me in the street. And here it is. Bang, my phone just died. No battery. Great way to start a night out. And can I also tell you, my, the group of friends who I've gone out with that night are already inside and have had 10 drinks by the time I've gotten <laughs> Anyway, all I could do is end with this. And this is the reason I want to put it into the room 666. I hope to God I have left this mortal coil long before driverless cars become a thing. I could hear it now. Unexpected pedestrian on the windscreen. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, guys? Oh, for that alone, absolutely. That... <laughs> How you survive a week, I will never know. I don't. And for my part, yes, Matt, I am going to say you put that into Rumour 666 and you save the future jobs of an awful lot of teenagers. (laughs) Unexpected item in... Coming up, I'm most excited to say we have got yet another letter for Dear Grumpy Gays. You're listening to The Grumpy Gays here on Joy 94.9 and our next song this evening is Blue Daba D by Eiffel 65. Oh, get down with the kids, Helen. Come on. (laughs) 